It seems like now more than ever, watching movies at home is a great way to pass time. And although you can do it mindlessly, when have you ever stopped to think about what a movie can provide for you? And yeah, movies can make you feel a certain way, sad, happy, cry, whatever else, you know. But movies also could have some realism, some real application to your life. That's what I'm here to talk about with you today. I mean to talk about science in film. And although science might have a rap for being boring and not that interesting to talk about or even be applicable to our real lives, I would implore you to go watch Steven Spielberg's 1993 classic, Jurassic Park, and then tell me what you have to say about science after that. Jurassic Park is very important when talking about science and film because it kind of paved the way for a pseudo-skepticism that audiences will hold whenever they go see a film for years to come. Obviously, dinosaurs can't come back to life. They're extinct. The way that it's depicted in Jurassic Park is shown that the DNA can be extracted from fossilized mosquitoes to create real dinosaurs. And we know that that's just not true. So in this way, science creates a discernment for audiences so that we know what is real and what is fake. Another thing that Jurassic Park did for the paleontology industry was create what's called the Jurassic Park Generation. In an NPR interview with Southwestern Oklahoma State University professor Joseph Fredrickson, Fredrickson recounts his experience of going to the theater and seeing Jurassic Park for the first time and just being enamored with the dinosaurs he saw on screen. Many others his age were also feeling this way, and as the years passed, later on they were to become today's boom in paleontology professors. Fredrickson quotes in the NPR interview, We are finding more dinosaurs and more prehistoric animals than we ever have before at a rate that is just unprecedented. So, although Jurassic Park is fantastically fiction, it does create and inspire many other people to pursue a passion that they maybe wouldn't normally pursue if this wasn't expressed in film in the first place. Now that we've talked about far back in time among the day of the dinosaurs, let's reach far into the future of what could be. More accurately, far out in the reaches of space. One film that has sparked much discussion among the scientific community has been Christopher Nolan's 2014 sci-fi Interstellar. Yes, it's sci-fi, science fiction. So although this could be fiction, it is the most real depiction of what we know to be wormholes and black holes and what their characteristics are if we ever were to come into contact with one, which I would advise that you don't come into contact with a black hole. A film like Interstellar couldn't have been made 80 plus years ago because at that time science was was stripped away from the film industry and was meant to be something separate kind of a niche subject that only the scientific community could hold to their own but since the popularization of science and film has become so relevant now things like interstellar and other movies that depict real science topics can be shown to audiences to help educate even in the slightest of ways the scientific community and the film industry community have become more enmeshed today than ever before. 
Scientific advisors are always helping to create scientific topics in films as real as they can be. They're not necessarily described as fiction, but more so what they really could be if they were to happen. Such as Interstellar has physicist Kip Theron helped them create the idea of the black holes and the wormholes from a point of view of the astronaut played by Matthew McConaughey. Now, let's bring it back down to Earth. More specifically, how important Earth is to us and how important its well-being is for the future to come. In a Vanity Fair video, scientists fact-check natural disasters in movies. Environmental scientist Peter Gleick describes the movie Geostorm and the lengths they go to combat the natural disasters that are faced around the world. Granted, the natural disasters depicted in this movie are very, very escalatingly fake, but their idea of geoengineering to manipulate the weather and how the weather works to combat natural disasters is real, but not even on the scale that we would perceive it to be. As Gleick states, most of the geoengineering that we're talking about is now really just talk, but the scale of geoengineering described in Geostorm, the planetary satellite systems, that's not in our near future. Even though the planetary systems described in Geostorm aren't are in our near future, climate change is, and it's something we all need to be talking about. Ways that it's described in film can be fake, but more so can be real. Either way, this idea helps spark discussion among general non-scientifically inclined audiences and scientifically alike so that we can come together and find a solution in ways that we each can do our part to combat climate change. So with all this free time, you can sit down and binge as many informative things as possible just to get all the knowledge you can about these scientific topics and more. Things like Tiger King, maybe not so much. But even these films won't get you a real education, but they will pseudo-educate you in a way that when you go into more films, you get an idea of what you're getting into and what is real and what is fake. CGI can be convincing, but it's still not as convincing to our eyes to know what real science is and how we can learn from the mistakes that movies make. Film has much to offer for scientific observations today, and now it seems more accessible than ever. So instead of watching a reality TV melodrama, maybe try a sci-fi flick for a change of pace and discern whether what it's showing could be feasible or, in fact, it's just a fallacy. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Mm-hmm.